0: Folks, Jr. Back for another episode of Echoes of Shannon Street Case File. It's gonna be episode 46. I didn't shoot them further. It's gonna be the statement of Watson, who was the number one man in the door. It's gonna be the statement of Robert O. Watson. Statements relative to the hostage situation at 22. 39 Shannon. They've got 2293. Question for the record: State your name, Robert O. Watson. Truman Watson, are you aware of the statement's being recorded? Yes, I am. Truman Watson, were you on duty at the Memphis Police Department on January 13, 1983? Yes. Were you at 2239 Shannon on this date? I'm not aware of the specific location. I assume it is the house where the assault occurred. Yes, I was at that location. What was your car number and duty assignment on this date? Car number was 564, and this was a continued assignment that originated many hours previously involving a number of hostile blacks who had taken a police officer hostage and then ensued in a gunfight with fellow officers. What unit do you work with? I work with the tactical unit. Did you eventually assault the house at 2239 Shannon? Yes, I did. What was the plan for assaulting the house? The plan for assaulting the house was to originally establish a gas concentration using ferret rounds and gas grenades. Subsequent to that, artillery simulators would be used as a diversion And during the period that the simulators were being used, the rear door was to be attempted to determine how difficult entry might be. Continuing diversion would be to use bang flash devices during the completion of the bang flash entry was to be made. Was the house eventually entered? Yes, it was. And what was your position to be upon entry into the house? My position was the primary assault man, first man in the door, and we had had a plan drawn up previously outlining as best we could possibly, possibly ascertaining the layout of the floor plan of the house and based on information we had received. Upon entering my position would have been the front bar. As you enter the room that we entered, There was to be a bar directly in front, and I was to cover that bar and make sure no one was behind the bar and could fire upon the entry team. We had been advised previously by Officer Aiken that when he had his armed confrontation, when the situation originally began, that someone, or possibly more than one, had used that position in the house as a point of fire. He was fired upon from there. What door did you enter? We entered the rear door. Who all entered the house with you on the assault team? The primary assault team consisted of four people. Myself, number one. Number two, Don Rutherford. Number three, C.R. Summers. Number four, Ken McNair. Stay in detail everything that occurred after you entered the rear door of the Shannon address. Upon originally entering the rear door, my plan was to fire initial fire into the bar area of the room Upon entry, and upon entry, either simultaneously with my first shot or within the element of my first few shots, I received direct fire straight ahead from inside the house. As to how many shots, how many people were firing, I don't know. I took cover to the bar and waited for the rest of the element to enter, and we took position in the front room. We had a lapse in our time. Signals, so the artillery simulators and bang flash devices being concluded prior to entry because they were going off with us in there. Upon securing that room and returning, what fire we received, I continued on into I think the den. I believe I fired. I felt like I took a round from an area straight away and couldn't see where it was coming from. And I saw a refrigerator door open and I saw a pair of shoes under the door which was later nothing, but I fired one or two rounds into the refrigerator door. I felt like somebody was behind the door. There were points while moving in the house that received fire, returned fire, and during those points, I can't specifically say whether anyone was struck or not. When we did not receive fire, when I didn't receive fire, I didn't return fire. There was one room that I entered upon, there was a male black, laying among several other male blacks that was on his right side and had a gun either in his hand or near his hand. Well, seeing that, I fired one or two shots. And someone else, we entered the room at the same time, two doorways, and they fired. But I don't know who they were. That is the only incident inside the house that I can specifically say that I shot an individual, per se, that I can identify. Do you know what room in this house this was i would assume is one of the bedrooms because there were several individuals laying in there with him and they had already been shot and were of no threat they were not fired on by me could you tell what this individual had on that you fired on what was the lighting conditions inside the house extremely poor We Well, the lighting conditions were as good as lighting conditions can be under the circumstances. We had flashlights taped to the muzzles of our M16 to give ourselves the laser beam effect, like the bullet would be where the point of the light is. We didn't want to fire indiscriminately into the house because we were in hopes of possibly Hester was still alive, and we didn't want to be responsible for shooting him So we wanted to try to ascertain every target that we fired upon. That was totally possible because we were receiving fire, and we needed to return fire in the direction we received the fire. If we had got bound down in the room, we would have been in a jam, so we just had to continue on through. Approximately how many rounds of fire do you think that you fired? I'd say probably 20. Approximately, maybe more, maybe less. What type of weapon were you armed with? M16 rifle. Just police department issue? Police department issue. Approximately how long were you and the other units inside the house? I have no idea. Could have been 10 minutes, and it could have been 30 minutes. Could have been 45 minutes, I don't know. Do you know how many people were shot inside the house? I searched upon... The conclusion of receiving fire, when I didn't hear any more firing or when we weren't receiving any more firing or we weren't firing, we searched. And I recall, I think, approximately five individuals that I saw prone and silent head wounds. I didn't check them to make sure they were dead. I didn't shoot them further. They were no threat. I think that I can remember seeing five. Now, we were called out before we completed our search, called out the front door, but I found Hester first. And when I first found him, he was laying prone by the front door. This was before we had secured the house. Not secured the house, but this was before we began to really thoroughly search. We worked to the point of finding Hester. I need to backtrack here, I skipped a point. Where did you find Officer Hester? I found him by the front door, and this is on the original sleeve. And it may have still been fire going on. I don't remember. But I found Hester. When I initially saw him, it was difficult to determine whether he was black or white. And there was a lot of smoke in it and secondary fires, artillery gas. The light was, our flashlights were like piercing a real thick fog. You had to be right on top of something to really identify it. When I got to him, I could tell it was Hester by just eyeballing him within two or three feet of his head. He had a number of skull lacerations. I notified officers outside. We had a prearranged signal. If we were to exit for any reason, that we would let them know that at which time I did, and we had a prearranged saying as soon as we come across Hester, we would attempt to get him attention as quickly as possible. We had also decided that if he was dead, we wouldn't attempt to minimize the man's attention by assisting him. I really couldn't tell whether he was dead or not. He was cold. His body was cold. through leather gloves, and I assumed he was, but I couldn't tell. Was there anything unusual about Officer Hester? He was laying on his face. He was handcuffed behind his back, police handcuffs. Was he in uniform? He was in police uniform. What portion of the house was he in? He was laying directly in front of the front door in the living room. Do you know who carried Hester out of the house? Yes, I do. Who carried Hester out of the house? Officer Summers and myself. We notified the officers outside that we were bringing Hester out. We had to move him around inside and cover one another. And He was laying in front of the door. He was dead weight, had to move him away from the door, get the door open. There may have still been shooting going on in the house, I don't know. We drug him out the front door to the pavement, went back in, and there was some point there where all shooting ceased, and we continued to search until we were called out. Do you know who else fired their weapons inside the house? I know other people did, but I can't specifically say. I saw anybody fire. I assumed that C.R. Summers fired. We were close together. We were confronted with fire in the doorway, but I can't say that he fired. I mean, upon being fired at, you know, I just tried to get my ass out of the house, but possibly C.R. Summers, but I can't say, and I don't know anybody else. Someone fired simultaneously with me around the door facing it one time, but I don't know who it was. What equipment did you have on when you entered the house that would keep you from immediately recognizing another officer? We had gas masks, salt helmets, vests, and all dressed similar. The only difference in any of us was our size, and you'd have to guess who another man's identity was by size. After entering into the back of the house, did each member have, were you all to stay together? We had responsibilities of where to go and how to cover, and basically we followed those responsibilities. But there was one area there we weren't aware of how the room went, and we had to go and search and contain on that as we saw it. Were all the parties you saw in one particular room in the house? I don't understand the question. Were all the suspects you saw in one room in the house? No, there was were in at least two rooms and possibly three. The bedroom where the group of men were that were shot, were there any other male that was shot in any other room that you saw? I didn't understand that. Now you gotta remember Watson, the rest of these tech guys have been up for basically three days. So you know, it's understandable they're a little punch drunk. You stated earlier that you saw a group of male blacks in one room one going for a pistol that you shot. Did you ever see or find any other male suspects in any other room of the house? I found a male laying behind the bed in one room, and he was shot, and he was incapacitated. And I think I saw a gun laying up on the bed just above where he was laying, but the guns that I saw, I never stopped to recover. I continued moving from room to room, never stopped to recover a gun. I had an M16 and a flashlight and a lot of heavy gear on. I wasn't going to stop and bend over and pick up a gun. I was moving from one room to the next. Did you ever remove anything from, I guess it should be Officer Hester. He's got Sergeant Hester. There is a Sergeant Frank Hester on that scene, crime scene, but I'm assuming they're not talking about the crime scene, Officer Watson says no, and I don't understand that question. Why would Security Squad ask attack unit officer if he took something off of a dead police officer's body? That's disgraceful. After the shooting had occurred and you were receiving no other fire, how did you secure the rooms? We would go from one room to the next. I don't recall whether the house was secured or not before we were called out, but it seems like, to me, we were called out before the house had been secured. But customarily, we search a room, and as that room is secured, we bring an additional officer in from outside to remain in that room and continue on in the search until each room is occupied by an officer. But you don't know whether this was done on this case or not. I don't know. It may have been done. We might have secured the whole house, but I don't know. Seems to me like we were called out before the search was completed, but I don't know. Are you assigned a particular rifle that is issued to you? I'm assigned an M16 rifle that is my primary tactical unit weapon. Is this weapon kept by you at all times? Well, it is kept by me while I'm on duty. I have access to that weapon while I'm on duty. I do not take that weapon home with me. It remains in the car that I am assigned to. Where is this weapon now? It is in the back of our sergeant's van. Our vehicle was sent to the shop, and the standard practice is when we have to inventory a vehicle, and the equipment is taken out and remains in our unit and is secured in the back of our sergeant's van. The equipment doesn't go off with the cars. After the shooting had occurred and the scene was secured, what did you do with the weapon? Placed it in the sergeant's van. Is that where the weapon is at this time? Yes, it is. Were you injured in any way during the assault on the house? I broke a bridge, a tooth in half. I don't know how I did it. I have no idea, but the bridge is broken in half. Do you know of any other officer that was injured in this assault? One officer was bleeding. I think that was Officer Ray. Where he was bleeding from or why he was bleeding, I don't know. He was confronted by one officer in the house and he was told he was bleeding and he advised he was okay. And at the point we were advised by him he was okay, I think the shooting was still going on then. Whether he continued to assist or he exited the house, I don't know. Did you immediately report to your supervisor that during the assault in the house that you had fired your weapon? I didn't volunteer the information, but I was confronted prior to being able to volunteer, and I responded to yes. Is there anything else you'd like to add to this statement? I'd like to say that I am proud to have worked with those men in the house. I think they did a hell of a job. All right, Watson's first man through. He clears by fire, so he throws rounds into the bar area where they believe a suspect might be hiding. Then he receives additional fire and he waits for the rest of the team to move up into the den. Then he returns fire after receiving fire from the southwest bedroom. He heads into the uh, kitchen area. Watson enters the kitchen and evidently, he does not go into the northeast bedroom as Summers described in his statement, he evidently veered off and went back westbound from the kitchen into the hallway that leads to the living room and the northwest bedroom. Okay, so Watson says he gets to a bedroom, doesn't know which one it is, he sees a suspect, he fires rounds same time he's firing rounds, he said he saw a second officer fire from a second doorway. Well, that would most certainly have to be the door from the northwest bedroom into the southwest bedroom, and that's probably going to be Hubbard firing. So you remember Hubbard's statement, he talked about cranking off rounds a couple of different times at suspects in the northwest bedroom, so that's pretty Pretty sure that's who Watson was talking about. Now, it could have been Ray. Ray was also with Hubbard in the southwest bedroom. But I, if I had to put money on it, I'd say it was probably Hubbard. Now, I'm not sure from the statement if after firing rounds in the northwest bedroom, if Watson just went northbound up the hallway into the living room, or if he cut back through the kitchen and went into the northeast bedroom with Summers. You remember Summers' state statement, he said him and Watson went through the northeast bedroom into the living room. So he could have done that too. He could have received fire from the northwest bedroom, he could have walked there, fired some rounds, and then went back through the kitchen and went with Summers through the Northeast bedroom. Either way he gets into the living room and him and Summers carry Hester's body outside. Course he also mentions the later on he went all the way back through the house and saw the body in the southwest bedroom we just don't know where all he went in the house after he carried the body out and started searching the house for the second sweep. all right folks that's going to wrap up this episode now i went through the TAC unit officers that went in the house. We're going to have another episode here that will probably be a little review of what the TAC unit did so far. I'm probably going to wait until after we get the ME reports and then we may come back and we'll talk about uh, if we think the TAC unit was justified in the shootings inside the house or not. I'm, Probably going to do a little short story. I, I want to cover the Garner decision, which was going to come out two years later, in 1985. That had to do with the deadly force policy. Which the Garner decision came from Memphis, a Memphis police officer shooting, and it is now the law of the land for all police departments in terms of when they can use deadly force. All right, folks, I appreciate you. As always, I'll see you down the road.